When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, well, um, Jacob Polychronis is on the line uh, now from uh, Fox Sports. Jacob, thanks for taking time out, mate, to talk a bit of cricket. And uh, Dougie and, he, and I are here uh, with you. Let's just uh, rewind a few days, and this should be day five, shouldn't it? It should be, yeah. Uh, unfortunately for all of us, it's not. And today, as we now know, England have got even more worries on their plate. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's um, Well, it's just the tool from hell, isn't it, for England at this point, and it kind of just keeps getting worse. Um, at, yeah, as you uh, well summarised, the um, the cluster within the England camp is growing, and now it's wrapped up uh, Chris Silverwood, who is the uh, the England supremo, as they like to call him, being the coach and sole selector, and, and he's not going to be there in Sydney um, as a result because he's going to be isolating in Melbourne. And so, you know, you know whether or not that's going to make a big difference to how things play out on the pitch for England at this stage, I mean, the it's 3-0 at this point already and you'd have to imagine England are going to try and sort of try a few different things out from here and so I'm not sure, you know, I think it's fairly, you know, it's somehow <laughs> through miracle or just sheer luck at this point hasn't uh, spread to the players themselves at this point so it's all all systems go from here but yeah, just like I said, nothing's really gone right for, for England on this tour from the very get-go. What, what if it's... Since the um, Boxing Day's finished, mate, have you have you heard much of what's going on in the team? Like, are they still, are they still like, are they into each other? Is it pretty sombre? Obviously, are they? Do you think there's going to be more changes, um, which obviously probably won't um, help much at the moment, if we're honest. Um, but is there any, is there anything extra that's going to happen? You think, or are they just trying to move on as quick as they can and try and come out better? Probably because they don't have their coach and all that on their side. I think that there's no doubt that this Ashes is going to give way to a, a massive inquest into the state of the game mm. in England, particularly their treatment of of Red Bull cricket. And at, there, you'd have to imagine there's going to be changes, but also at a personal level. There, rightly or wrongly, there has to be accountability, and you have to imagine that Chris Silverwood, he, he's the man that's going to be most under pressure to keep his job, and, and by all accounts probably won't. Um, and the other other is Joe Root as captain, which you know we, we'll get a bit into that I think because that would be quite it'd be quite some call. But mm. there are certain calls. Sir Jeffrey Boycott, for example, this week saying that um, there's there's no use in Joe sticking around as captain. Obviously, he'd stay in the team. But I, I get the impression that th- these are all very much things that are going to happen when the tour is done. I think it, it seems like they're going to sort of just push through for the time being, and it's not a it's not a great situation for England to be in at the moment being 3-0 down in the series and there, there's a lot of welfare issues that sort of come with them being over here and potentially have, having to sort of um, you know be held to tighter restrictions again because of the COVID measures so I think they, they're really just sort of 
getting through that obstacle now, but there, there is no doubt that the, this is just sort of the beginning for England. There's going to be some tough talks ahead. We're talking to Fox Sports cricket writer Jacob Polychronis, and uh, we're doing it for Anaconda. Play more, pay less with Anaconda's 10% price beat guarantee. Jacob, just looking through um, you on the Fox Sports website, you did a, a rating system for, um, and I'm looking, I've got England's team in front of me, and uh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Jeez, you're uh, ruthless, Jacob. Um, other than Joe Root, uh, Mark Wood, and uh, James Anderson, uh, and James bowled so, so well, didn't he, Jimmy? The others, though, um, barely rate a mention, and not many of them even get past two or three out of ten. So uh, not scores that they'd like to put in their uh, CV. No, no, and it's funny because I actually thought I was sort of kind in those ratings. So, yes. uh, you look, it is what it is. Uh, we when we do the ratings, um, mind you, we kind of look at things in in a vacuum. And you know, if a player only scores two or three runs, then they can only really score what mm. one or two. But I, I just think when it comes to particularly the batting side of things, um, you know, there was it's not like as if there was an ample opportunity for some of these players to kind of stand up and you know it's particularly on day three when the middle order got rolled it was being talked up before players actually pretty good wickets bat on and so it's uh, as I mentioned it's you know the, the position that England finds itself in now is it's quite precarious in that a lot of the talk is that you know they had 11 players here who did really poorly but also they're not too sure where else they can turn because this is by most uh, people's opinion, actually, their best team. And so, you know, where they go to from here is, an, is another matter. But reflect, reflecting on those ratings, the, the one thing I would say is that England actually bowled fairly well for big parts of this series. Um, James Anderson in particular in Melbourne, Shane Warne was talking about it being the best he's ever seen in bowl in Australia, and that's from quite a number of tours here. Um, you know, add in Mark Wood, who I thought was a real good point of difference in their attack, um, and then, then who else? We've got, we've got Ollie Robinson, you know, but by no, quite an impressive debut, particularly after the Gabba. So England actually bowled quite well, and I think that's sort of reflected in the ratings, but had absolutely no backup whatsoever with the bat outside of Joe Root and, and perhaps David Milan, who, who had a poor Melbourne test. And so, like I said, it, it is what it is. Uh, I think they're really the highest those ratings can go. It just really was a nightmare for them. Yeah, and it's, I don't think it's like they don't have anyone else, if that helps as well. Like, they. They could, as I said, they've could have brought a Mason Crane in. He's played, he's played over here before. Um, even, even a James Vince just to bring something fresh in. Like they, they don't have terrible options. I think it's just more they had, they just they just haven't been able to put anything together. There's a couple of times in the first and third tests where they really could have got stuck in, but it just didn't work for them. No, no, you're absolutely right, and they kind of came here with. Um... You, they talked up so much about how they've got these plans in place and then it seemed like at the very first hurdle, the plans kind of went out the window and mm. started getting a little bit bizarre. It, it is interesting that you make that point about like that there were other options. Um, it's interesting because the way that the in cricket system is favoured at the moment, they, they went so heavily towards the white ball targeting World Cup success, which I suppose they got. Then they were focusing on the 100 and the county championships have kind of been neglected and, and and I'm glad you mentioned James Vince because he's one of these guys who who's also sort of been pigeonholed into the white ball game mm. recently you just wonder because he had that decent tour earlier whether or not that's when things sort of started going wrong should have they really been 
kind of uh, nurturing that rather than sort of starting to turn them to. So, in some ways, this is kind of what England deserved, um, you know, for, for neglecting Red Bull cricket, which Australia mm. hasn't done. Australia's probably found a good balance. If we look at the Aussie lineup and the Aussie ratings and our bowlers particularly, um, I'll just go through it. Cameron Green, you gave him a 6 out of 10, uh, figures of 1 for 7, 1 for 8. Pat Cummins, 8 out of 10, figures 3 for 36 and none for 19. Mitchell Stark, 9 out of 10, 2 for 54 and 3 for 29. Uh, Nathan Lyon, 6 out of 10, 3 for 36. And then Scotty Boland. 10 out of 10. No room for improvement for Scott. <laughs> One for 48 and then six for seven. And if we look ahead um, to the SCG test, um, I'm just wondering how on earth they can leave Scott Boland out of the lineup. What are your thoughts? It's going to be really hard, isn't it? Um, George Bailey actually came out today and he was talking about this and what a headache the selectors have on their hands. Um, and they really do, and it's good headaches. You know, selectors always talking about wanting good headaches, and they've certainly got that now through a tour in which they've actually had a chance to try out a couple different options, and, and they've really paid off. In terms of Scott Boland, uh, I mean, six or seven, that really is something. I, I guess you have to sort of ask, you know, what's the fair thing to do? Is it fair to drop someone who in the one game has done so well and taken six or seven? Uh, or is it fair to keep out... You know, someone who was considered well ahead of them in the queue and perhaps for a, a longer period of time uh, has has excelled. And so it's it's a tough one because, well, I mean, what are your alternatives? You could possibly rest Mitchell Stark if that needs to happen. It should be said that Mitchell Stark hasn't missed a test in, since the middle of 2019, well, so he probably doesn't really need it. Well, we were saying um, about that before. We were, we were talking about that before, mate, like... If if, you, mm. if you're George Bailey having to go up to Stark and say, mate, we we think you're gonna, we think we're gonna uh, rest you for this game. Well, considering the way he's led the attack and he's bowled, he'd probably tell him to stick it. Um, and <laughs> you know, being a player that's missed a few Boxing Day tests over the years, he's he's got a right to as well because he's doing a wonderful job. Yeah, absolutely, he, he is, and I think it would be hard. It, it'd just be a real hard sell, I think, to tell. Mm. Starkey that he needs the rest because he hasn't played Test cricket all year, and you know he's been playing T Twenty cricket. But I don't think they've bowled that. I don't think the Quicks have bowled like entirely that much as well. Um, they haven't, yeah, had, they haven't a really had a whole two point. days in the Certainly field yet. Didn't on, um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, mate. So, but I think they just they're just sweating on Josh Hazelwood. To be honest, aren't they, mate? They just they're just waiting to see how he's yeah. going and just see how he pulls up probably after the next couple of net sessions. Yeah, and it's looking decent on that front. Um, Bowl reports got through a good session of the MCG today um, and is expected to be fit. And then I, th- I think in that scenario, yeah, you probably just do go back to your... Because cause it's, not, it's not as if these tests don't mean anything. I mean, for one, a whitewash is a great achievement, and, and two, they're playing for World Test Championship points now. So you can't start getting too cute, and I think you kind of go back to, you know, your, your absolute best attack and, you know, all credit to... Scott Boland where it's due, but the, the best attack obviously is still Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, and mm. yeah, you know ha- you'd have to imagine those uh, injury clouds aside that you know they're they're raring to go, having not played that much Test cricket this year. I read that George Bailey uh, today he said he'd love to see uh, leg spinner Mitch Swepson uh, play in Sydney as a second spin option, but uh, will depend on conditions. Um, so there's another one knocking in the door just to add a, a bit more uncertainty. 
Yeah, that's true. And uh, on one hand, I do sort of understand why they might want to go that way with uh, tours of the subcontinent providing goes ahead um, against Pakistan in March and April, um, where you'd probably want that second spin option. Uh, so, it does, I mean, it does come down to the wicket. It's been a long time since, since Australia have done it, which is why I'm kind of, I find it almost hard to believe. I know they're saying all the right things about Mitchell Swepson and, and that they're keen on it. Um, but, yeah, just a part of me has heard it one too many times before in sort of recent years, and it rarely seems to happen. So, I mean, it'd be great to see uh, another bag of green handed out. But, yeah, I just think it, it's really going to come down to how that wicket plays and, and how they assess it a couple of days out. Mm. All right, Jacob, mate, thanks for jumping on the line. Appreciate the chat. Um, enjoy um, the rest of the, the Ashes series uh, and have a, have a good New Year's Eve tomorrow. Thanks, guys. You no, too. Mate. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.